She's alive. Alive! last week <laughs> sorry guys uh we done goofed we uh blame it on technical difficulties again one day we'll have this audio finally figured out listen we have an arm now yeah we have an arm so we are no longer touching the microphone i bet people are like you were touching the microphone <laughs> it's like yeah sorry this is a we don't really know what we're doing here, all right? It's been we're, eight months, so we don't we're, know. We're <laughs> grassroots operation here. Well, to be fair, the I wasn't touching the microphone. I was holding the stand. It was very, it was, we were, we had a good thing going. We were recording on the floor, and then last week we recorded on my couch, and it was like wobbly. It was a straight up mess, and it was my fault, you guys. And it was a really good episode, so we're going to an attempt to recreate it. <laughs> Not no, recreate We're just going to talk about the same topic. Yeah, we're going to talk about the same topics. Um, but I have an actual leading question for you. You do? I do. Ooh. And we actually already kind of talked about it. But what is your favorite decade of horror? Um, my favorite decade of horror. Who were we talking? The tattoo, tattoo artist. artist. We went to a tattoo convention last weekend, and I got a Rosemary's Baby tattoo. And Ellie got... A crybaby tattoo. A crybaby tattoo. Yay! Woo. Special shout out to the dude who tattooed us. His name's Taylor Morris, and he's in Indianapolis out of uh, the Salty Siren. Yeah. Uh, and he's the coolest guy, super nice, super cool designs. Check him out if you're in the area. What's his Instagram handle? Taylor Morris Tattoo. Perfect. Dope. My favorite decade of horror would probably be... It's between the 70s and the 90s for me. You you know it's the 90s because I said mine was the 70s. I think for me, 90s because my favorite movie of all time is Scream. Scream. The 90s also spit out Silence Chuckies. of the Lambs. Ch- all, all the, the Chuckies, which I live for. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Uh, was The Sixth Sense the 90s? Uh, was uh, Candyman? S- oh. Um, the, uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer yes, movies. Yes, dude. Seven. Teen, teen Slasher. Teen Slasher, Seven. Um, uh, God, what's that movie called with, uh, where they, uh, the, the faculty. Oh, the aliens. Yes! Oh, that movie is so um, good. Ashton Kutcher. So good. Or no, no. Josh um, Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Um, obviously. And Usher. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, The Craft. Oh. Which, one best picture Which in one? 1996. Best picture for sure. Um, what else do we get? Do we get any of the aliens? I don't know. I don't like those. That's mine. I'm not a Ridley opinion. Scott kind of girl. Yeah. And uh, the ultimate, 1990, Stephen King's It. It. The yeah. TV series. Yeah. Oddly yeah, enough. Yeah. So that's... I remember it was four cassette tapes. Yes. Yes. And I... Um, there's another movie that I can't think of the title. It's, it was with 
the actress looked just like Channing Tatum's wife. Jenna Dewan. Yes. She looked just like her. It was a blonde girl and a brunette, and she, like, goes to stay at this resort, the in, the in crowd. Oh, it's got terrible reviews. Oh, it's, I, no. <gasps> House on Haunted Hill, remember? Two, House the on in Hun- crowd was 2000. My B. And I just want all of you to know that it got 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. 2? Two? 2%. Christ almighty. It was so bad, but I watched it over and over again, so. In I conclusion. I think we all have those movies. The 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine is the 70s. Okay. Um, because I remember the only movies we watched when I was little were movies we rented from the library. Yeah. And so, like, The Watcher in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie. Yes. You know, uh, I didn't see Carrie until I was, like, in my mid-twenties. Really? Yeah. Wow. The Omen, my... Oh. Yeah. Yes. My, my I, like I've already said, my dad would do the... <laughs> the Exorcist, obviously. Yeah. The original Halloween. Suspiria. The Wicker Man. Like, the seven, The Last House on the Left... Like, the 70s... This is the is last podcast. On the left. <laughs> I was thinking about that today, about how I'm the Marcus Parks and you're the Henry Zabrowski. Yes! That's the best compliment I've ever been given! <laughs> My arms went straight up like Brahms. It's because I do the research and you do the stupid voices. <laughs> That's true. Hey, hey, you research. I know. That was a hurt think, face. No, no. That was a, I wonder how Brahms is doing face. There's a sequel. Have you guys seen The Boy? Duncan. Oh. Brahms. Brahms. <laughs> we cut him out of that episode. I know. Okay. Okay, so backstory for Brahms. I have this. I you thought I was so I hurt about the dro- research. I, I was hurt about thinking Her about Brahms. face seriously dropped. <laughs> um, so. <gasps> Deep Red is in 1975? Damn. Yeah, the 70s were, yeah, Phantasm, like. The original Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, no, uh, The Legend of Hell House, um, Rocky Horror, like, all of it. Oh, Tourist Trap. Yes. Okay, anyway, it's, back to Brahms. It's all in the 70s. Okay, so Brahms was this Halloween decoration that I got from Target, and he was this smiling pumpkin figurine with both his hands in the air, and I had him on my table, and Ellie could not stop looking at him and laughing. This is like when we first started recording. It was out of control. I loved it. So that's Brahms. That's we Brahms. named him after the puppet doll and the boy. Yeah, because it was one of the worst movies ever. And there's a Brahms! sequel coming out this year. I know. Um, my all-time least favorite horror film is from the 70s. What's that? Eraserhead. Oh, Yeah. That is probably one of my least favorite movies ever created because, and it, for the reason why it was created. If you haven't seen Eraserhead, it came out in 1977. It's basically one of the most bizarre movies you'll ever see in your entire life. David Lynch is kind of, like, known for that. Yes, and it's, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be upsetting, um, the, oh god, what's the word I'm looking for? The, um, stimulation that the movie does is it's supposed to be upsetting like they do those like 
like all that like little like background buzzing and like the weird it's supposed to make you uncomfortable yes and like get into your brain and i fucking hated it all right so what are we talking about today it's my favorite episode we ever did we're doing hoaxes volume one because i'm sure there we are we will be doing many more volume one take two Volume one, take two. Click. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will start. Yes. And I'm going to start with my, um, we posted a picture of this on our Instagram, so um, y'all might know what's coming, but I'm going to do the alien autopsy of uh, 1995. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, okay, so. The Alien Autopsy of 1995, I remember seeing it as a kid, and, because they played it on TV. Right. Like, like just, it was fact. Yeah. They played it on TV like it was a fact, and I remember watching it at night and with my dad and being like, I know them. They've been in my backyard. They're the red light. The, do, do you think I've been abducted? No. I don't think so either. Do you think that's why I'm sick all the time? No. Let's not go there. I okay. think it's because you're a teacher of small children. Or, or aliens. Or aliens. We don't know. But, um, so, the alien autopsy is basically, I'll get more into detail, but it was a late night special where they aired some doctors cutting up an alien. Mm-hmm. And it was presented as fact. Basically, like they didn't, I guess they didn't kind of sway one way or the other, but, um, so here's what happened and I'm taking this from hoaxes.org. Oh, so you know it's official. It's legit. It's a, it's a, it's a factual website about non-factual things. About a hoax. (laughs) And just to clear up what a hoax is, um, a hoax is, it's a falsehood deliberately fabricated to masquerade as the truth. And it's distinguishable from errors in observation or judgment, rumors, urban legends, pseudosciences, April Fool's Day events, blah, blah, blah. So basically... Ooh, which is coming up on Monday. It sure is. So we're making this just in time. Uh-huh. Happy Easter. Or is it? Oh, oh, oh. oh it is. It's Sunday. Not yeah. Monday. April Fool's Day and Easter. Same day. Surprise! Jesus doesn't exist. <laughs> Welcome to hell. <laughs> My mom's gonna be mad about that one. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> the point is, um, a hoax is <laughs> a hoax is different than a rumor. A rumor is just like a falsehood, kind of spread without just kind of like willy nilly. And a hoax is like to spread something untrue to put time and effort into it to like. And it's typically malicious. Right. And it's like crafted. Yes. Crafted to make people believe something that's clearly not true versus a rumor is just like. So anyway. um, Okay. So that's what this was. So it said ever since um, we all know about that big crash um, in 1947. If you don't, there was a big. In Roswell. In Roswell, New Mexico. Yep. And so it was in the summer of 1947 and UFO theorists have. Um, long since speculated that a body of an extraterrestrial had been collected from the wreckage and autopsied. So, they 
there was there absolutely a thousand percent was some sort of wreck crash or right. crash whether it was an alien craft or a military craft like or whatever it was a drone something. whatever it was something crashed and um, most people s- still think that it was a UFO or a saucer of sorts and then there's lots of people who think that they took a body from it mm-hmm. um, or several bodies whatever um, so. In May 1995, a British music and video producer, Ray Santilli, announced that he had acquired the footage from this supposed autopsy. <laughs> Fraud alert. Yeah. See, hey, I, I can't. Okay. I, I broke into Area 51. <laughs> hey, my name's Ray. Um, I filmed the Spice Girls last week, but uh, I also got this alien shit. Are you into it? <laughs> How much do you pay? How much you pay? Why did I remember? Why did you do Russian? I have no idea. I've been doing a lot of Borat lately too. Oh no! I don't listen. My kids at school have been doing Borat. I don't know where they got it, but now I'm just like I like with them, and they're like Miss McCabe, please stop. You're not cool. It's only cool when we do it. Exactly. I'm like rude. So rude. Um, Santilli claimed that he had acquired this film. He said that it was 22 reels consisting of 21 safety prints and one negative. Whatever the fuck that means, film people. Um, so he said he got it from a retired military cameraman. Okay. Um. No name? No name. Uh, 40 years earlier, this cameraman had been assigned to record the autopsy, but unbeknownst to his superiors, he had stolen a copy of the footage. I would have too, fuck. I know. But it wouldn't have taken me 40 years to come out with it. I would have been like... Well, he he apparently didn't tell anybody. Do you see this? (laughs) Oh my god. Grace and I's eye twitch. Both of us have, like, major eye twitches happening. It's either no sleep or not enough water. I've been drinking water like crazy, and I've been getting enough sleep. I think it's just anxiety. (laughs) It's because I went into the office one day. I'm switching meds, and I, last night, I need, sidebar, last night at the, I went to the Blackhawks game last night, and I was sitting there, and my, my girlfriend was next to me, and we were watching the Blackhawks game, and she was cheering, and I was just staring at the ice, and, like, I say without exaggeration, for, like, a minute and a half, and I, I was, like, in my head, I'm, like, oh, they were, like, playing, like, techno, you know, like, fun yeah, music, yeah. whatever. I, like, loved the music in my head. I was, like, like, everything made sense in my head, but I couldn't, like, I couldn't do anything. Like, I just stared at the ice for, like, a minute and a half and, like, couldn't get my brain to, to like, follow the to game. do anything. Oh, God. And she, like, shook me for a second. It was, like, Alan. I was, like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Hi. Do they score? Yeah. Are we good? And then I was fine. Dude, I feel like we talk about meds on this show a lot, but they are no joke. They are no joke. So, I always used to be the person that would just stop and oh my start God. No. meds. And after this past month, we know what happened. I had a terrible experience and had to spend some time with doctors. Yeah. Um, to fix don't it. Don't ever do that. Yeah, don't do <laughs> it. Take your meds as prescribed. Don't drink on them if you're not supposed to. Yeah. And also, just... Just take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. And if you... I spent a really long time 
being ashamed that I had to be. So I have pretty brutal OCD and anxiety. I don't really suffer from depression more than like the average person, but I spent a really long time being ashamed of having to be medicated, but Mm -hmm. like I've been on the right medication for about two years now. I'm switching to a different one just because it's better for my mind grapes, Mm -hmm. but I'm proud of it and I know that it's good for me and I know that I'm a functioning happier person than I was before I started my meds and like plus therapy plus therapy yeah and it's really really helpful and I am such a happier healthy person than I was five years ago when I was just a fucking lunatic who was counting everything and like checking my bag 110 times hashtag reduce the stigma boom okay yeah mental health is regular health It's just as important as getting your physical. Yeah, and it's like my mom says. Your health doesn't stop at your neck. She says it? Yeah, she's like, the health of your body doesn't stop at your neck. You have to do the head health, too. That's why she's always after me for my Xanax. (laughs) (laughs) Nina. Nina! Oh, God. Anyway, back to aliens. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, we had... We interrupted this alien special with this mental health break because yeah. we're both doing okay. We're both uh, here for you. If you have any issues, do not hesitate to reach out. Reach and out. We can Absolutely. You assist. are not alone here or in the universe. That's a UFO. <laughs> See what All I right. did there? All right. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it, bring it back. Bring it, bring it, bring it back. Oh. <laughs> we have gotten off the rails. I'll tell you what. We have. <laughs> Look, and I'm wearing a space shirt. I know. I love what it. What does it say? Jigga, jigga. I call that girl Bob Jangle. No! <laughs> it says you are limitless. It does. I, With a little galaxy and it, a Saturn. It is a very, Earth. it is a very cute shirt. Target, like obviously. I only buy anything from Target. Santilli. Okay, so this um, video recorder, he paid this dude 100 grand for this. Holy so, shit. Yes. And he. this is what Santilli offered um, f- as an explanation. He said the cameraman was in his 80s and seemed like a genuine enough person. He explained that from 1942 to 1952, he worked as a cameraman for the Army, Air Force, and Special Forces. And that during that time with the services, he included many events, including tests that were part of the Manhattan Project. Oh, shit. Look. He explained that on June 2nd, 1947, he received an order directly from General McMullen stating that there had been a crash. He was to go immediately to White Sands and film everything. The cameraman had authority over and above the on-site commander and reported back to only McMullen. The cameraman flew to Roswell and then was taken by road to the site where he described to be... A dried up small lake. Um, so my question for Santilli is, how did you run into this guy? Right. Like, like how did you meet him? Where did you meet a random dude in his 80s who had this footage? Maybe he posted it in the classifieds. That's what people did back then. That's for sure. Any alien footage out there? Meet me behind the dumpster of the Arby's. <laughs> um... So, the footage subsequently became the basis for the TV special that we are talking about today, which is Alien Autopsy. Fact or fiction? 
hosted by Jonathan Frakes of Star Trek The Next Generation. The special was aired by the Fox Network in the United States later on that year on August 28th. It proved extremely popular, earning top ratings for its time slot. And I know that it was in the TV guide, and I know that it was replayed over and over and over again. Right. Like, it was definitely um, reruns, for sure. So, um, if you haven't seen the footage, Google it. Yeah, I watched it. Scar you for life. Yeah, not Um, great. But it also, knowing that it was a hoax, it reminded me of, like, dissecting a frog. Yes. Oh! I opted out of that. Um, the footage, shot in black and white, shows the body of what appears to be a hairless, apparently female, extraterrestrial lying on an operating table. A shaky handheld camera follows surgeons in a biohazard suit as they examine the body. They point out its features, such as the creature's 12 toes. Yikes. Oof. Uh, and after examining it, the surgeon's... <laughs> Criminy. I'm so sorry. Why are you so burpy? I don't know. I'm not sorry. Um, the surgeons cut open the creature's chest and they remove the organs and finally they saw through its skull and remove the brain. Which, like, it's... Was it alive? No. Oh, okay. It was dead. So they, they say that it was recovered from the wreckage dead. Okay. Yeah. Um, so obviously there was lots of controversy. The... Like, basically everyone was like, this is fucking fake. Yeah. Like, all of the, like, all, any experts on, like, any surgeons. Move on. Yeah. Um, physicians pointed out that the surgeons in the film were holding their instruments incorrectly, indicating that they were clearly not real surgeons. Especially if <laughs> That's They're brutal. just holding like, it like, teen, teen, like, chopsticks. <laughs> yeah. I found the liver. <laughs> Scalpel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, special effects artists noted that the body being dissected appeared to be made of rubber. Um, even casual viewers noted that the camera went out of focus every time it got close to the body, so... I did notice that. Um, anatomist Dr. Paul O'Higgins from the University College London, y'all from London, commented... You sound like you're from London! London. (laughs) I am, I am from London. Oi! Oh, man, it looks like it's blatant pretty bad. Oh, shit, it is. Sorry, I fucking love that movie. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I love it. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. What well, what was it about the watch? Oh, I don't know. See, my my uh, my phone tells the time, so I don't need to wear a watch anymore. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about. Never mind. Okay. So essentially, this doctor, he's like, listen, this autopsy, this autopsy was carried out in a couple of hours. These were aliens. It's a, he says they represented an unparalleled opportunity to science, and we're expected to believe that we casually cut them up in an afternoon, and I would have taken weeks to do such an autopsy. Right. Which is totally fair. Yeah, because they would have done yes. individual slides oh my of, God. like, the thinnest. A hundred percent. And you think about it, I always think about this. Bluetooth technology, which came out to us in, like, 2004 or yeah. whatever, had already been developed in 1950 at Area 51. So think about how much more advanced they are 
yeah. than us. They are 50, at least 50 years ahead of us. Yes. In terms of technological advancement. Right. So well, they would footage, not just be cutting up For an sure. Alien. Well, this footage was supposedly taken in 1947. So it was taken a long time ago, supposedly, but still. I mean, regardless of when it was taken, they would have taken so... They wouldn't have just thrown... And they, like, take the organs and just put it... Like, it just wouldn't have happened. Like, during a C-section? Where they just put the organs on the table next to you? I really don't want to talk about that. (laughs) It frightens me to my core. Literally. 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 But, despite such criticisms, UFO enthusiasts were all... Bitch, this is 100% real. Nope. And Santilli was like, we didn't hoax it. 100% sure. Hundo P. Okay, Santilli, you're a fucking Well, but idiot. Santilli wasn't there. He just bought the footage, right? Right. But he was, He said, we didn't hoax it. Oh. I'm 100% sure. Okay, so the guy, he paid $10,000 for hoaxed it. <laughs> right. He's a big old sucker. They, I... He, he's an idiot. So, in April 2006, Alien Autopsy was a film and was released based on Santilli's story about his discovery of the autopsy footage. And Santilli was the executive producer of the movie. And basically, um, he admitted, yeah, it's all fake. He, did, he said that? Yep. So, Santilli reported, uh, admitted to a reporter that the Alien Autopsy film was almost entirely fake. Well, okay, so we knew that. Yeah. And he revealed that the footage had been shot in a London apartment and that the body of the alien was created by sculptor John Humphreys, who also played the part of one of the surgeons. But here's the deal. He insisted that there really was footage of an alien autopsy out there, but due to its poor condition, he had been forced to recreate the autopsy. But... Oh, boo. Yeah, it's... Fuck that. But regardless... Um, it said, although the alien autopsy footage was is clearly now widely assumed to be a hoax, um, it is the most widely recognized representation of extraterrestrial mythology and has helped to pop- popularize the Roswell legend, and it still to this day remains one of the most elaborate UFO hoaxes of all time. So, like, the most, like, extensively done UFO hoax. Right. And honestly, it scared the shit out of me when I was little. Sure. Especially, like... What was it, 1995? Yeah. Like, shit. Yeah. That's scary. And you kept having those recurring dreams about the UFO in your backyard. I sure as shit did. And I'll tell you what, I don't know. I don't know, Grace. Maybe it was real. The girl's been abducted. The, I have, well, she I'll is, keep, I'll she keep is posted. very fertile. I, I am. Oh, God, she just had this realization face. <gasps> Alright. That was good. Yeah, that that was great. Um commenting on my own. Yeah. That was really good. Okay, so completely shifting gears. From aliens to spiritualism. To the Braxton County bitch. Oh, I miss her. I know. I've been thinking about her a lot lately. Oh, girl. Yeah. 
Okay, so one of the greatest religious movements of the 19th century, spiritualism, Mm -hmm. began in the bedroom of two young girls living in a farmhouse in Hydesville, New York. The Fox Sisters. Infamously. Foxy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Ooh, Foxy ladies. Except because there's three of them. There's ladies. Oh, but there's two sisters who are involved in this. So, two sisters involved in the hoax, three sisters total, am I right? On late on a late March day in 1848, which probably is around this time, it's late March. It's yeah. the last week of March. Um uh Margareta, aka Maggie Fox, 14. Maggie? And, oh, a good old Maggie. And Kate her 11-year-old sister waylaid a neighbor eager to share an odd and frightening phenomenon. What does waylaid mean? I don't know. We'll look it up. Every night around bedtime, they said, they heard a series of raps on the walls and furniture. Raps that seemed to manifest with a peculiar otherworldly intelligence. So, like, Lil Wayne <laughs> What? <laughs> Is that how, what you're picturing this time? I'm picturing... Little Wayne being like, I'm Ellie, I'm Ellie. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm picturing. What the fuck is wrong with you? Because raps is a kind of an... Like oh, an, raps. I get it. <laughs> raps is kind of like an outdated... I'm a rapper. Yeah, like a rap. Like, I just haven't heard that in a long time. I'm gonna do just... Like otherworldly raps just like into a, these eighteenth, eighteen hundred girls. You just keep saying like a ears. series of raps, and I just picture someone like, being like bars. Jesus walks. No, but that's not a that's a hook. That's God, not show a, me the way. That's not a bar. Because the devil's trying to break me down. You got to get your rap lingo up. I don't have much. I do. <laughs> she said I, that so. Serious. I do. She looked at me. She's like, I. I know the difference between bars and hooks and choruses and shit. I. And breaks and bridges. I know the structure of song. (laughs) Okay. Fuck yourself. Getting back to it. Nothing to do with rap music. (laughs) Uh, Their neighbor, Skeptical, came to see for herself, joining the girls in the small chamber they shared with their parents. Ooh. So hmm. they shared a bedroom with their parents. That sucks. Yikes! When their par- how did their parents ever get it on? They didn't. They slept in separate beds up until like what, like the fifties? Yeah, but they still push them together to do. Or they would like. How did they make children? They didn't. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> um. While Maggie and Kate huddled together on their bed, their mother Margaret began the demonstration. Now, count five, she ordered, and the room shook with the sound of five heavy thuds. Count fifteen, she commanded, and the mysterious presence obeyed. Next, she asked it to tell the neighbor's age. Thirty-three distinct raps followed. Jesus. If you are an injured spirit, she said, manifest it by three raps. And it did. Yo, I was injured once in the old days. 
You know, sometimes I'm stuck on my always. <laughs> oh, no. Please cut it out. I'm Please not. Cut. I am not cutting that out. <laughs> Please manifest it by three bars of rap. And it did. Margaret Fox did not, did not seem to consider the date. March 31st. Ooh. Saturday. April Fool's Eve, and Mm. the possibility that her daughters were frightened not by an unseen presence, but by the expected success of their prank. Mm. The Fox family deserted the house and sent Maggie and Katie to live with their older sister, Leah Fox Fish. You're only allowed to have two animal names. (laughs) You can't have two. Or one. You're only allowed to have one. Fox Fish is too much. It's... It is too much. It's too much. Fox Goose would have been better. Because then we could have called him Mother Goose. Fox Peacock. (laughs) Okay, uh, in Rochester. The story might have died there were it not for the fact that Rochester was a hotbed for reform and religious activity. The same vicinity, the Finger Lakes region of New York State, gave birth to both Mormonism and Millerism, which Hmm. I don't know. Oh, which is a precursor to the Seventh-day Adventists. Oh, okay. So they were, you know. Yeah. They, no sugar, all exercise, no right. cursing. No, I know a couple Seventh-day no Adventists. Fucking, ooh, that sucks. Yeah. Sorry. Not really. Hail Satan. <laughs> um, I hope you guys know we're still kidding about that. I, I, I hope by this time they people know that we're fucking <laughs> we're kidding. Getting, we're trying to get a rise out of my mom. Yeah. That's all we're, we're really doing. <laughs> um, she said she listens to this podcast because she misses me and it's like having oh, me in the car. Well, my mom. Sad. You think my mom has ever fucking listened to an episode in her life? No. No. Nina! Nina! All right. So, community leaders Isaac and Amy Post were intrigued by the Fox sister story and by the subsequent rumor that the spirit likely belonged to a peddler who had been murdered in the farmhouse five years beforehand. Hmm. A group of Rochester residents examined the cellar of Fox's home, uncovering strands of hair and what appeared to be bone fragments. Oh, wow. The posts invited the girls to a gathering at their home, anxious to see if they could communicate with spirits at another locale. They set these girls up for a seance. Okay. Yeah. Um, I suppose I went with as much unbelief as Thomas felt when he was introduced to Jesus after he had ascended, like on oh, Easter, come on. which is coming up on Sunday. Come on. Um, Isaac Post wrote, but he was swayed by very distinct thumps under the floor and several apparent answers he was further convinced when leah fox also proved to be a medium communicating with the post's recently deceased daughter the post rented a large hall in rochester and 400 people came to hear the mysterious noises afterward amy post accompanied the sisters to a private chamber where they disrobed and were examined by a committee of skeptics who found no evidence of a hoax. Hmm. I wonder what that examination entails. That's really kind of fucked up, number one. Super fucked up. Number two, how did they, how were they making the noises? We're going to find out. Okay. Um, The idea that one could communicate with spirits was hardly new. 
The Bible contains hundreds of references to angels administering to man, but the movement known as modern spiritualism sprang from several distinct revolutionary philosophies and characters. A Swedish philosopher and mystic also surged in popularity. Swedenborg's described an afterlife consisting of three heavens, three hells, and an interim destination, like Limbo. Yeah. Uh, the world of the spirits, where everyone went immediately upon dying, and which was more or less similar to what they were accustomed to on Earth. Self-love drove one towards the varying degrees of hell. Love for others elevated one to the heavens. Oh, girl, self-care Sundays are canceled! Fuck! <laughs> No I'm throwing more away. bubble bass. I'm throwing no more bass bombs. No more face masks. I'm done. No more. <laughs> I what, can't what even say. I'm just picturing a really, really angry woman throwing away all of her Lush products. I'm really? Fuck you, Emanuel Swedenborg. <laughs> Um, Maggie, Kate, and Leah Fox embarked on a professional tour to spread word of the spirits booking a suite fittingly at Barnum's Hotel on the corner of Broadway and Maiden Lane in New York City, an establishment owned by a cousin of the famed showman, you know, Barnum. P.T. Barnum, the one who abused animals and humans. I hate that everyone loved The Greatest Showman. I, know. I can't. I won't even watch uh, it. Eventually, in um, 1857, the sisters vowed to wholly and forever abandon spiritualism. Uh, Maggie Fox said, my sister Kate and myself were very young children when this horrible deception began. At night, when we went to bed, we used to tie an apple on a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor. Or we would drop the apple on the floor, making a strange noise every time it would rebound. The sisters graduated from apple dropping to manipulating their knuckles, joints, and toes to make cracking and rapping sounds. How did people not figure this out? Because they wanted to believe. Yeah. Like, they yeah. were begging for something that wasn't as strict and, like, yeah. as extreme as Christianity and Catholicism. And I guess they didn't really have much else to do. No. And, I mean, it would be kind of awesome to live in the days of seances and shit. <laughs> I would totally go to seances. Yeah, fuck um, yeah. So... Um, a great many people, when they hear the rapping, imagine, um, at once that the spirits are touching them, Maggie explained. It's a very common delusion. Some very wealthy people came to see me some years ago when I lived in 42nd Street, and I did some rappings for them. I made the spirit rap on the chair, and one of the ladies cried out, I, I feel the spirit tapping me on the shoulder. Of course, that was purely her imagination. Yeah, it's like those fucking people at church when the dude touches them and they're like, I'm healed! Yeah, right. Well, those are usually planted. Like the people in the wheelchairs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, essentially, there was like a big, um, they had one big event that completely blew the whole lid off everything and the mainstream press called the incident a death blow to the spiritualist movement and spiritualists quickly took sides 
shortly after Maggie's confession that everything was a hoax. So do you think the girls just kind of started this to They did it. Well, and as they look back, March 31st was April Fool's Eve. Yeah. It was just like an April Fool's prank that went too far. It went viral. It went went super viral and lasted for decades, and it felt like they couldn't give it up because all of these people were like, oh, my God, these girls are... The Messiah. Yeah, they're magic. Yeah. So... Yeah. Totes. There's a lot more, but it's boring. So, people, were people still, like, holding on to it? Yeah, people, people still took sides. They still were, like... This was a big to-do, though. Like, this was a big fucking deal. Well, yeah, and their older sister was the one that kind of, like, pimped them out. Didn't she, like, take them on tour? Yeah, she was the one who put them on the freak show circuit. Okay. Yeah, um, and they were, like, not into it, um, because they knew that they were lying, obviously. Um. Bitch! But. Better have my money. <laughs> bitch better have no brothers. That was that's a, a mistake. That's a mistake. I want some chicken and waffle fries for free! If you don't know that reference, you can't listen to this podcast Because that means you're 12. <laughs> Stop that. No, it makes me sound like I'm in a country band. Oh, however the motive, or whatever her motive was, Maggie recanted that confession one year later. What? So she said, it's fake. Oh, wait, no, it isn't. Just like this motherfucker. The video's fake, but the... But it actually happened. Insisting that her spirit guides had beseeched her to do so. Her reversal prompted more disgust from the devoted spiritualists. Shut the fuck up, Maggie. Many of whom failed to recognize... <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Maggie. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to what you have to Maggie? say. Maggie? Um, <laughs> there. Uh, oh, she... Who? I hate Maggie. There, under the pseudonym of Mrs. Spencer, Maggie revealed several tricks of the profession, including the way mediums wrote messages on blank slates by using their teeth or their feet. What the fuck, Maggie? She never reconciled with her sister Leah, who died in 1890. Kate died two years later while on a drinking spree. Oh, that's right. They, they were all became raging alco- alcoholics. They all became crazy alcoholics. I forgot about that. Um, Maggie passed away eight months later, so they all died within three years of, of each drinking. Other. Yeah. Um, that year, spiritualists formed the National Spiritualist Association, which today, to this day, is known as the National Spiritualist Association of Churches. All right. Well, um, cheers to you guys. I hope you're doing well. Um, you probably have stores and trees of apples, you know, just <laughs> hanging about. So you can buy them for your wrapping parties. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> drop of beat. Uh, 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 I am white. <laughs> That's right. all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, cheers to the girls. Am I right? Cheers is probably in bad the taste. sisters. Well... To do my, um, 
little mini, my mini hoax is um, going to be the Cottingly Fairy hoax of 1917. And it's, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase this to make it a little bit shorter because it is quite long. But um, I'm taking this from Quartz.com. Oh, I forgot to source. Lil Wayne. Oh, this is from the Smithsonian Magazine.com slash history. Okay. So it's legit. Dope. Um, okay, 100 years ago. <laughs> Dope. Dope. Hang on. Um, 100 years ago, two girls went down to the stream. So this is kind of a similar story of like little kids pulling a prank and then it just going way too far. Exploding. Yes. Right. Excuse me. Oh, no. Are you going to throw up again? Yeah. Ellie's just throwing up all over my couch. Oh, God. Okay. 100 years ago, two girls went down to the stream at the bottom of a garden in Cottingley, England. And they took some photographs of fairies. The fairies were paper cutouts, which Elsie Wright, age 16, had copied from a children's book. She and 10-year-old Frances Griffiths took turns posing with the sprites. Frances and Elsie are the two cutest names in the whole world. Just so you know. Um, the girls, <laughs> the, the girls developed the photographs in Elsie's father's dark room, <coughs> bless Excuse you, and, pre- <laughs> and, and presented them to their families as stunning evidence that fairies were real. So they were doing it for fun. As a joke. As a joke. Kind of just like to see. Like, dad, look, dad, yeah, look. It's just like a fun thing. Elsie's father didn't believe him, but. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Bless you. I'm sorry. But her mother did. Okay. Two years later, she showed the photographs at a meeting of the Theosophical Society. Can I just pause and say that's like when Harper hits her head really hard and I'm like, hey, maybe we should put some ice on it. And Chris is like, she's fine. (laughs) The mother. Yeah, but also like this mom. The mom always cares more. It's true. Um, Or in this case, I'm really not trying to be a bitch, but this mom might have been just real stupid. Because the pictures look what like fucking paper fairies. What year was it? 1917. Oh, yeah, you know better, girl. Come on. Um, so she brought these, the mother brought these photographs um, to a meeting of the Theosophical Society, a group dedicated to exploring unexplained phenomena and forming the nucleus of a universe. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, whatever. The point is, there was a group of people that, like, sat down together in 1919 and were like, I'm gonna explain the unexplained. And <laughs> Oh my god, they totally sounded like that. Do you know that's exactly what they said? And this is a photograph of a fairy. It was captured by two young ladies. By Elsie and Francis. In good old England. Cottingly England. And then they... Okay. Basically, the long and the short of it is, it, like, fucking caught on like wildfire, even though, like, it clearly looks like paper fairies. We posted it on our Instagram, yes, like, a it, week like, ago, it, when this episode was supposed to come out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... The author who wrote this article actually did a phenomenal job. She just kind of writes about the the theories of, like, how people think and why this caught on and why people want to believe these things and things like that. And she just did a really good job. So this, um, I'll read a paragraph that she she writes, the this story has always fascinated me, not because of the particulars of the case, but, but because of what it reveals about the life cycle of a lie. 
In contrast to other famous hoaxes, it doesn't seem to be malicious or even necessarily deliberate. Instead, it seems to me about how a story... or in, Instead, it seems to me to be a story about how a single, relatively small act of deception can lead a large group of people to lose control over the truth. Talk about the fucking Salem witch trials. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it's a, it's a snowball effect yeah. where people want to believe these things. And so um, in the first photo, um, Francis stares somewhat to the right of the camera lens, yada, yada. Anyway, so it just happened to be, she happened to somehow place the camera in the right spot. To make it look To make it look semi-real, whatever, whatever. In the second one, um, Ellie is leaning forward to shake the hand. Elsie. Elsie, yeah. I didn't know you were in this story. It's about me! (laughs) Um, So so anyway, in the second photo, Elsie leans forward and appears to be shaking the hand of a toddler-sized fairy boy. And they, they seem, they look very fake. They do. They look very fake, but this Theosophical Society saw things differently. They, they immediately were like, this is real! This is also the time when people first saw moving pictures and, yes. like, fainted. Yes. Because it was so amazing to Yes, me. 100%. So I believe it for the time. So these fucking people were like, the next cycle of evolution is underway! And they, like, flipped out. Do not say what you're going to say. They will piss! Stop! (laughs) Anyway, they made copies of the photographs. He gave this dude who said that, like, evolution was changing. What's his name? Edward Gardner. Um, and he was the leading member of the society. He basically flipped the fuck out, made a bunch of copies of them, passed them out at meetings, passed them out on the fucking street, and was oh, like... Oh, so like a Scientologist. Like, so like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, it, it was... He jumped the couch. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm so in love! <laughs> Oprah! <laughs> I love bread! Okay, this is just really off the rails. Um, I eat bread every single day. And I'm like, oh, bro, you haven't lost any weight. I fucking love bread. I make love to bread every single day. Stedman's a stand-in. For my baguette. Bread is a lover. (laughs) Salwoodzo. Okay. Okay. Um, Anyway, long and the short, this dude is like, hey, no pressure, but could you guys take some more pics of those fairies? And the girls were like, um... No, we made them. We can, but, like, y'all can't come with. Right. Because at this point... It was too far. It was too far. And the um this dude brought with him a newspaper. Oh, like, to take pictures. Yes. And, and they were like, can we write an... Blah, 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 blah. So anyway, they came back with three more pictures. Like, these kids were, like, pretty solid photos. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Um, so they, and these pictures, they titled them, Francis and the Leaping Fairy, Fairy Offering Posy of Harbells to Elsie, and the Fairies and their Sunbath. These two looked absurdly fake to modern eyes, but Gardner and Doyle, who's the... Publisher. Well, whatever. Yeah. They fell for it again. Then they brought in a psychic who claimed the whole place was just crawling with fairies. <laughs> it's an infestation! <laughs> Listen, what we have here... It's an infestation. I don't know why I made them southern. 
they're, they're, they're always, from they're, London. You sound like you're from London. What we have here is an infestation of fairies. You know what we have here (laughs) is an infestation of fairy folk. (laughs) That's what it sounded like. No, I'm thinking of just lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Oh, what a fucking awesome movie. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Oh, wait, a horde of fucking culturists. I can't. Oh, so, wait, wait, wait. You like dags? You like dags? <laughs> or spinal tap? It's got one more. Crack it to 11. It's got, okay. Okay, are you done? Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, are you fucking done with your fairy shit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um... The strangest part of the story is not that the two girls pretended that they knew some fairies, but rather the adults that wanted so badly of their encounters to be true. Blah, 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 blah. I believe it. I mean, there's so much of being an adult that just makes you want to believe in something that isn't as glim. Is it glim? Glib? Glib. Glib and it's drab and, like, as boring as normal life. Yeah, of course. Everyone wants... Something miraculous to happen. Yes, absolutely. Regardless of if they know it or not. Totally. So... Kind of like me hoping this podcast will make us famous. Same. <laughs> same. Um, but basically, people kind of stopped caring. It kind of burned out. And then every once in a while, someone would track down one of the girls and press them for more details. Um, but in 1983... Whoa. 83, they finally admitted that the photographs were fake but maintained that they had really seen the fairy. So this seems to be a... 83! 83! Yeah. This seems to be a theme. People admitting that it's fake, but that it really was was real. it was actually real. Yeah. So it means it's fake. Yes. So Elsie said that they were all faked, but Frances said the last one was real. Frances's daughter later insisted the fairies were real and that her mother would never lie. Dude, Frances's kid, your mom's a liar. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you will still find corners of the internet today where people will say that they're real. Despite the girls owning mostly, mostly owning up to the lie, people still want to believe it, and so they say it's true. And this is the last thing I'm going to say because I love this. It's from this chick who wrote it. She said, The problem with telling a lie is that you often have to tell another one after that to keep up appearances. Mm-hmm. And then it's too late to admit what you made up, so you just keep on lying. Mm-hmm. The issue becomes not the initial act of deception, but the fact that you've lied for so long, sometimes years and years and years. Mm-hmm. You may even start to believe the lie yourself. Totally. I've, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about it lately, watching the news, watching people on my TV lie, wondering if they even know that they are lying as the stakes keep getting higher and higher. I mean, it makes sense given our current administration. government administration. So this was an excellent article, and... It was written by Rosa Lister on uh, last year. Okay. Really good On what's article. Um, Quartz. Quartz. Quartz.com. QZ, but it says Quartz. It's it's really good. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I was going to do a second one, but I'm bored with <laughs> hoaxes. So I wanted to talk about things that we've seen and things that are coming out in the next week. Okay. Um, so I saw Strangers 2. The weekend it came out, and I think you would love it. I I do want to. My coworker said it was really good yeah, too. Yeah, it. Got I terrible. I hated the first one. I know, 
It got terrible reviews, but this one was supposedly supposed to be, like, a love letter to 80s horror films, mm-hmm. and it has, like, the best soundtrack, and literally everybody dies, you know? Spoiler alert! No. Well, not everybody, but, like, Christina Hendricks is in it. Like, it's a pretty solid cast. Like, you've recognized oh, these people. Yeah. Yeah, it has an amazing 80s soundtrack. Like, I just loved it. I went and saw it by myself in the theaters. Um, I also saw The Tall Man by Jessica Biel, which came out a while ago. Um, it was okay. It was pretty cool. It was about, like, children disappearing, and it was kind of like a Slender Man taking them. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can't wait for. I know. But, uh, that, there's a huge twist. Okay. And it ends up not being the case. I also saw The Train to Busan, which is Japanese, which, you know, subtitles. Amazing, amazing zombie Is it on Shudder? No, it's on Netflix, I want to say. Oh, let me, yeah, text it to me so I remember to watch it. Yeah. I got Shudder. I know you did. And I'm so stoked on it. I watch, I've been watching um, foreign films, which is not something that I typically do, but I watched, uh, I saw The Devil, which Mm -hmm. is Korean. It's like, it's a, it it was hard for me to watch because I typically stray away from anything with torture. Hmm. I don't like torture films. It was, it was like a torture revenge situation. Mm -hmm. So that was decent. And then uh, Emily and I watched the worst movie I've ever seen ever. What's that? Afterlife, with Chris. It, it's like Christina Ricci, Liam Neeson. What? And Justin Long. And it's terrible. It was so fucking bad. I want I want our listeners to watch it though, because it's short. It's like an hour and fifteen minutes. I'll watch it. Yeah, it's it's. What's it called? After Afterlife. dot life. After and like, it's on Shutter. It's on Shutter. Okay. Um. And by the way, Train to Busan is Korean. Okay. Not, oh, it's Korean. Not Japanese. Um. So, the the premise is this girl and her boyfriend Christina Ricci and Justin Long. They're dating. She gets upset. She drives away. She dies, and she wakes up on the coroner's table Mm -hmm. and you don't and she's dead and he's just like listen you're dead i have a gift shut up and like it's basically is that major spoilers what are you doing no it's all in the trailer oh okay if you look up the trailer you can see it um and then you kind of it's that that's when this that's the very beginning of the movie and then the whole story kind of unfolds like what's going on like and it's (gasps) wait i think i remember it does the crash take place on a bridge um I feel like I remember this coming out. Did it come out in, like, 2002? 2009. 2009. Yeah. Okay. So I watched that. Um, I think that's about it for me. You know what's coming out this weekend? What? Truth or Dare. Fuck yes. Um, so that's the Lucy Hale fucking teen slasher. Emily's friend is in that it. That we must go. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. We must go see, because we, happy death day, like, all that shit. Live for it. Ouija, I just watched, I'm all about it. Um, and two that aren't horror 
that I'm really excited to see. Super Troopers 2 is coming out. Fuck yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. I, that whole movie was high school for me. Oh my god. How many times? Open ta- the throat, relax the jaw, don't forget to cop the balls. Oh, that's one of the most quotable movies. And acrimony with Taraji P. Henson. Yes. Like, her husband cheats on her or something. That looks so and, fucking dope. And she, like, goes ham. I am really excited about that. So, those are the movies I'm excited about, and I just have to make a note that I know I said that I wasn't excited for A Quiet Place, but I watched the full theatrical trailer, and it turns out that what they're hiding from are aliens. <laughs> It was an alien invasion, so now I'm more excited. I, I thought it was wait. just zombies, and I was yeah, like, this what, I'm bored. It's because we were scarred by that fucking movie. Mm-mm. They come at night. Oh, yeah, so boring. It was so You never boring. saw the monster. No. You never saw anything. Ugh, but I, this, I saw, like, they had clips saying, like, invasion kills millions, like, whatever. So, I, it's an alien movie. It looks so fucking good. Yeah, so I, I will see it. I prom- I will see it now. Yeah. Well, uh, kids. Sorry for the delay on this one. Yeah, it happens. Such is life. Such is um, life. Quick tidbit. I'm coming back next week, but after that, your girl is taking off a couple of weeks. Yeah, Ellie's going to Ireland. So I won't be here for a while. Yeah. So um, we're going to have some guest hosts. Yeah. We know for sure Caroline from, um, was that girl you got a ghost? I think so. Uh, our friend who grew up in the haunted house, she's gonna host an episode or two. We're gonna try and get Jen Freitag to come back on here. We haven't asked her yet, so Jen, if you're listening, you interested? Hey, give me a call. Um, so yeah, so we'll still be coming at you just, um, without me, so don't miss me too much. And, um... Oh, also, I... I'm sorry, but in the news the past couple days, I'm sure you've probably heard that Facebook, uh, your information may be compromised. So I deleted my account. It would, it in turn deleted the Ghoul Gang group. So our Instagram group has always been more active Mm -hmm. than Facebook anyway, but just in case you're wondering where it went, that's what happened. I am over Facebook. I don't want yeah. them selling my information. You I know. know. I haven't had it in over a year, and honestly, I, know. I don't... Miss it. Nope. I never used it except for Google Gang stuff. Totally. Um, and I am so impressed with our merch sales. You guys, this is so fun for us. We just got um, stickers and business cards. Like, keep... Spreading the word, telling your friends. Yeah, um, we love, do- like, we really love doing this. Yeah, and we just, we want the gang to grow, and we want, let us know if there's any episode you would love to hear, or if there's yes. any topic you want to know more totally. about, like, we'd be happy to talk about it. Um, just shoot us a DM or comment on one of our pictures. We also have our email at googlegangpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at GoolGangPod666, and of course, our Instagram at GoolGangPodcast. Did you throw up again? <laughs> oh, girl, you're like a dog. I am. Creep you... it real. All right, good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
If you spew and she bolts, it was never meant to be. Oh, I'm not ready yet. I gotta be comfortable with me first. Why don't you just go talk to her? Talk to her. Talk to her. Talk to her.